BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Freckles through the air, friends, talking about life's odds and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have a filter conversations. If you've got an ear to lend, here's Freckles through the end, friends. All right, hi, fam. Um, it's a solo episode. I am recording this in Florida. So yeah, this is pretty real time. Um, quite honestly, that's due to a fuck up in scheduling on my end. We do not have a podcast recording to release this week. And it kind of also gave me this opportunity to finally record an episode that I've been saying I was going to record for a long time and I've been wanting to. So here I am sitting in my mother's closet, hoping that this provides some decent audio. This house has very high ceiling. So I feel like anywhere would kind of fuck me up. So we're going to try. Um, I have wanted to talk about this for a very long time and part of me wishes I had kind of like written out a script or thoughts, but then the other part of me is like, if I just let myself go, hopefully it'll take me where I want to go. So we're going with the latter and that's not really a decision I made, but more one that was made for me because I didn't have time to write out all of my thoughts or a script or any of that. I want to talk about parenting in the pandemic and I want to warn you, I'm probably going to cry in this episode. I'm pretty emotional on the depressed side mentally lately. I just feel parenting is a lot. And so I very well could get emotional. I also want to just say that like we all have such different experiences and this isn't to – this isn't asking for a pity party. This is not – asking for people to come at me and saying, well, you got to do X and I have to do Y. Like, you know, we are all living such different experiences. This is more just to share what I have found the parenting experience to be like in a pandemic and hopefully provide some sense of, I don't know what the word is, but like togetherness maybe because a lot of my community I know are parents and a lot of you are new parents. And this is something that has come up a ton in my DMs, a ton in my conversations with Joe, a ton in conversations with my friends. And I really wanted to record this. I also asked you guys to submit if you are a you know pandemic parent some of your lived experiences. So I have some of those that I'm gonna share as well. This is something that I'm thinking... I want to try and do more of moving forward of like bringing the audience and community into the episode. So stay tuned for how we're going to make that happen because we're still working through it. 
Um, all right. I guess we will start off with like the first and foremost statement being everyone's pandemic experience is different. And also everyone's parenting experience is different. Like I am coming at this from the only experience I know, which is having a baby in the pandemic and being a first time parent in the pandemic and what that felt like. I cannot speak to what it's like to do Zoom class with a five-year-old or I don't know, are they even in school? Maybe, I think so. Or like a 10-year-old or a high schooler or any of those things. I cannot fathom how difficult that must be. I honestly don't know how parents of kids who were not in school survived these past two years. I really don't. I'm not, like I honestly don't know how mentally you have done that. So my hat is off to you. I also don't know how parents have survived mentally through this pandemic if they are frontline workers who have to be in their jobs in an office every single day and figuring out new forms of childcare because their kids are no longer in school. Like I cannot speak to any of those things because I have not lived them. And I want to make that very clear. This is solely coming from my experience. I am sure that there are way, way harder experiences out there as well, but I'm speaking from my experience and what I've struggled with. Um, I think I'm going to go at this from like a pro-con situation. And maybe we start with the pros to try and see some positives because I am about, you know, trying to find positives in situations. I fucking hate the saying everything happens for a reason, but I do think that, you know, you control how you react to a situation. So the positives are that, and maybe we do positive like pro-con almost as we're going through the list because I think they're also correlated. Um, the main positive I can think of is how much time Joe has been able to spend with Liam because I had already quit my corporate job, so I would have spent this time with him. But Joe, we we talk about this a lot. Had the pandemic not, like not happened, um, he used to leave at like 5.30 in the morning to go to the gym, which obviously that wouldn't be the case every day, but he would have missed Liam in the morning. And then he used to come home at like 6.30, 7 and could be later. So there would be day, like there would be weeks where he probably would have just seen him on the weekend. And if he had gotten home in time, then he would have just been there for bath time. And I think what's wild to me is that this is like very normalized in our country. I've reflected a lot on my childhood as Joe and I talk about this, like what Joe would have experienced with Liam was exactly what I experienced with my my father and what so many of us experienced and what so many of us are still experiencing. So the pandemic provided this time for Joe and Liam to bond that would have never existed otherwise. And that is something that like I am, I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now, but I'm just so grateful for that. Honestly, like that really puts everything in perspective for me because it has been so wonderful to watch Joe with him and to have that time with him and to experience all these things. And for that, I'm forever grateful. However, good Lord, can we pull it together? It's not even 10 minutes into this fucking episode. However, that also has brought difficulties because, you know, Joe's home and he's working from home, but he's working and he's not at our disposal to help as much as 
some days I would like. Um, And I think that's been really difficult for me to wrap my head around specifically because he only had two weeks of paternity leave, which in my opinion is bullshit. And I know people have less. Um, That doesn't make it right. That's a joke of a paternity leave in my opinion. Everything then falls on the mother. Again, I'm assuming heteronormativity, which is not the case. I'm speaking from my experience. Like that's fucking bullshit. And I think it played a massive role into my postpartum depression because all of a sudden it was just me taking care of him and doing a lot of the everyday stuff. And Joe is incredibly helpful and makes a massive effort, but that doesn't change the fact that he has a corporate full-time job that he did not get enough time off of because of their policies. Um, And so when he went back to work, it was this weird like conundrum of him being home and me feeling the comfort of having him home, but then also not being able to ask him to help with certain things because he wasn't actually available. Like he would be home, but he's also leading presentations to clients on Zoom meetings all day long. And I would want to be like, you have to help me. I need your help doing this. Like where this is 50-50. And I also had to bring myself back to the realization that like he's at work. And it's a really, really difficult thing to wrap your mind around when your partner is home, but they're not fully home. And I don't know how else to put that into words. And I think maybe a lot of you who are listening to this, who maybe are mothers, are experiencing a similar thing where you're home, but maybe you're working a corporate job that's from home. And you're like, well, fuck, I want to be doing X, Y, Z, or I feel I have to be doing this and I can't. And, you know, I feel many emotions that are similar to that, but it's hard for me to compare because I'm not working a corporate job right now or now, probably ever. Um, But for me, it's also difficult where it's, the, the lines are just so blurred. And I think that's one of the really hard things is that because the lines are so blurred, it constantly feels like you're not doing enough or you're not doing the right thing. And I think that's where I'm struggling the most is I want to be spending all the time with Liam. I want to be doing all these things. But then at the same time, I want to be working. And I provide. I also provide for our family. And, you know, I, I want to continue to provide for our family. But every time I'm with Liam, I'm still, I'm home, which is where my work is. And so I'm thinking like, well, I could be doing X, Y, Z. But then if I'm working, I hear Liam And I'm like, why the fuck am I not the one playing with my child? And it's such, it's so difficult to differentiate and separate your world to begin with. And then when you're in a pandemic and you're spending all of this time in your home, in whether it's an apartment or a house or whatever it may be, with limited space and you're on top of each other and your lives and your worlds have blurred into one and you don't know which way is up. And that's where I feel so lost. And honestly, the mom guilt creeps in. And I'm really, really trying to work hard on that and remind myself I'm a great mom. And I think I am a great mom, but it's it's hard for me to separate from Liam. And I also think that that's a result of pandemic parenting because I've been there for everything. I am constantly with him. I'm constantly helping him. I'm constantly doing things with him. And I'm almost scared that it's going to, I don't know if this is pessimist thinking, but 
hurt me in a bit because it's just what I'm accustomed to. And then I feel not separation anxiety, but I, I just feel badly when I'm not with him and my body like craves being with him. It's so confusing. So I think the main pro is the time that Joe has been able to spend with him, but then also the time that we have been able to spend with him as a family. You know, there are many nights where Joe and I probably would have been doing things in our normal pre-pandemic social life that we're not doing anymore. And that then results in nights spent with Liam and family activities and a lot of wonderful stuff that probably wouldn't have happened because we'd be doing other things or, you know, weekends with no plans where maybe we would have been at weddings or bachelorette and bachelor trips or getaways with friends, like all of these things that were canceled. Yes, it it really sucks. And I'm going to get into that. But it did provide a ton of time as a unit and as a family. That being said, Jesus Christ, I miss my social life. Like the ability to just, and I, and I think this is where it's confusing for me is because I think it's almost blended the two worlds of pandemic and becoming a parent together to this like ultra isolating time in our lives. And maybe I'd feel differently if this was our second or third or whatever kid, because you know, maybe I would have adapted and adjusted to the changes that come from being a new parent and how that affects your social life and just in general. But because it all happened at once, it just feels this immense compound of isolation because I want to be able to go out again and spend time with friends and have fun and be in a crowded bar or a restaurant and not worry about anything. And not only are my plans obviously different because of our having a baby and just in general, like the ability to do things, but also when we are able to do things, when we have a babysitter, when we have someone watching him, I'm fucking terrified. And the world just isn't the same. And I think that is what's really affecting me the most is that it just feels like my life has completely changed. And yes, I'm so grateful for having Liam and he is the best thing that's ever happened to me and I love him so, so much. But it has been so, so hard. And when you put the parenting hormones, anxiety, depression, everything, the difficulty in changes when it comes to your mental health, your physical health, your relationship with your partner, your relationship with your friends, and then you add a pandemic on top, it is really, really hard. And I don't think that enough of us have come to terms with it. Clearly, I haven't as I sit here and cry as I'm talking to you all. Like We have lived through a very terrifying time. And I mean, we're still in it. And clearly it's affecting us a lot and it's really impacted our mental health. And I think the parent isolation has become really difficult. And the other thing is that when it comes, it's impacting, let's talk about relationships because I think about my relationship with Joe and he is my rock. He's my person. I'm so happy I get to spend life with him. But that doesn't mean that we don't disagree on things. That doesn't mean that we don't struggle. And I think one of the hard things when, sorry, my nose is so fucking running. 
because I'm crying. Um, I think one of the hard things is with the pandemic, we haven't had these outlets that we usually turn to, you know, date nights out, doing fun things, stuff, just the two of us leaving our apartment. Like those things are what helps us reconnect and find ourselves and like reset almost. And with the lack of all of those options, it's been even more difficult to navigate parenting as a couple. And I want to also talk about friendships because that's a whole other thing. Like I had this vision when that when I would get pregnant, I'd get to enjoy my, first of all, I thought I was going to love pregnancy. That was not the case. But I also thought that I would spend all this time with my friends and they'd be a part of my pregnancy and they would, this sounds so weird, but like they'd watch me grow physically and emotionally. And they would be a huge part of Liam's life and we'd be taking him everywhere and doing all these fun things. And, you know, I'm kind of early in the in my group of friends for having a kid, but not necessarily in another group of friends. So it depends. But I, I thought that they'd all be a huge part of his life and we'd all be spending so much time together. And also that we'd be doing all of these things with our friends, our other friends that have kids. And that's just not the case. And I think that's been a really hard realization. And I struggled with it during my pregnancy because, you know, some of my closest friends, I saw them in my first trimester before I was showing. And then I saw them in my third trimester right before I gave birth. And they were like, fuck, you you became pregnant and I wasn't a part of it. And that was hard for us. And then now it's like, yes, Liam fortunately has met most people in my life. And, you know, I we really try to stay social with him in a safe way, whether that means walks outside and, you know, doing things with people who are testing and who we feel safe around. And honestly, that's one of the things I'm most, most grateful for is that we live in a city where all of our friends are because I can just pop out of the apartment with him and we can go on a walk with a friend or my cousins or whoever. And that way it's not a whole hoopla. It's not a whole thing where they have to come see us and then are they have they tested? Have they quarantined? Are they staying indoors? Like that's something I'm so, so grateful for when it comes to New York. I am so, so eternally grateful for that. However, that doesn't mean that the reality is way different than my expectations. Again, here we are. And I think that's what makes it so difficult. And I do think it's impacted relationships. I'd be lying if I said I didn't it's really hard when you go so long without seeing your friends. And when you are in postpartum and you're trying to survive and you have 10,000 things to do, you aren't the best friend. And I'm very aware of that. I have not been the greatest friend and I am not the same friend I was before having Liam because in reality, I don't have the time and I can only give so much. And when that is also happening while not seeing people in person, things change and it sucks. And I also think I'm struggling with that. I feel my friendships have changed. I feel, I I, I just miss people. I, I miss connection, honestly. And it's a whole other thing when you're just terrified of everyone. And this is something that's really confusing. And I was talking to my one friend about this who's, well, I, we don't have to get into her situation, but it's very confusing when everything is scary and unknown 
because already as a parent, you are so hyper aware and hyper anxious and hyper afraid and honestly just trying to keep this thing alive. Like, I don't know how to explain it. If you haven't gone through it, it's just suddenly your sole focus is keeping something alive. And that's never been the case. And it's already overwhelming enough. But when we're in the middle of a pandemic of people being infected and dying at insane rates, like you are, it's just on 10,000. And suddenly people that you would have turned to in normal times for comfort and support and assistance and help and hands-on just connection, you're afraid of them. And that's really confusing because everything is so unknown that suddenly everyone becomes a fear. And it's a lot to unpack and mentally it's fucked me up. I'm not going to lie. Like I want all this connection. I want Liam to be around people. And then right when it comes to the time where it's about to happen, mentally I'm freaking out because I'm so concerned. Well, we don't know. Like what if something, what if they've been infected? What if they're contagious? What if, what if, what if? And as someone whose anxiety stems a lot from the what if and the unknown, this has been a whirlwind and the true test of my anxiety. And it's also this constant questioning of yourself. Am I doing the right thing? And again, that kind of plays into the mom guilt or parent guilt, which I'm trying so hard not to have, but because there's no clear, concrete answer. If I mean, obviously, yes, you could just isolate in your home, you, your partner, and your child. Totally get that. However, that does not sound like a way to live your life. So if you are trying to like go about all of this and maintain an aspect aspects of your life and be safe, there is a constant am I doing the right thing question that is so draining and terrifying because if someone told me, if, if it were clear, like, okay, you can do every, and I'm not saying that this isn't the case, obviously, you're, I don't want this to become like a COVID, you know, rules and whatever, but obviously like outdoors is safer than indoors. We know that by now, but it doesn't mean you can't contract certain things. Like I just wish that there was a rule. And if I followed the rule, I'd know I was safe. But when you're constantly weighing situations and it, it's like a risk benefit or cost whatever it's called, cost benefit, I don't even know, analysis. Every time you wanna do something as simple as go to the grocery store, let alone see people. And I think that's the hardest part. It's that it's constantly, am I doing the right thing? And so when you are going out to be social and let loose or spend time with your partner or connect with friends, you're never able to fully be there and present and enjoy yourself because there's this constant, at least for me, fear of, am I doing the wrong thing? Am I putting the most important thing in my life at risk? And a lot of times, no, I'm not. And I can conceptually understand that, but I'm still scared because there's so much unknown. And this whole thing has now 
shifted the way we think. And even like after Joe and I got COVID, we were kind of like, all right, well now we we do feel safe right now doing things that maybe we wouldn't have felt safe beforehand because we got COVID and Liam got COVID, which is a whole other discussion because obviously my worst fear came true and in a weird way it helped with my anxiety because it was never it wasn't as bad as I had expected it. Again, the unknown. But we went out to dinner for Joe's birthday and I was like, do you want to get a drink after? Like we have a babysitter. Let's enjoy ourselves. We finally, like at this point, we feel comfortable going indoors at right now. And we went to go to a bar that we used to go to all the time. And I was like, Joe, I, I, I cannot go in there. Like it was so crowded. It was packed. And I just mentally, I couldn't do it. And that was what terrified me because I'm like, how, how long am I going to really have a hard time with like mentally I don't know how I'm going to come back. And that also scares me. So, oh God, I don't even know. We're Now we're getting out of parenting. Now we're just in the pandemic. I'm going to also, all right, let's take this as a time to hear what you guys have to say, because I also think that's going to spark some more for me just to like kind of go off of. So one of you sent in kind of what I was just doing, where the beautiful and the ugly. So the beautiful more time with my baby. At the end of the day, we are spending more one-on-one time with our little ones. Life gets so busy and cluttered. The forced time together has been a blessing. I will never, ever forget some of those slow, lazy days spent as a family. And I have set more boundaries and enforced more boundaries than I ever have in my life to keep my baby and myself safe. I'm proud of myself and I will continue this long after the pandemic. I 100% agree. I have been working on setting boundaries my entire life because my family does not have any. And this has been a nice blessing for us as well because I have been able to kind of put my foot down with boundaries and my therapist and I always talk about this where it's like you actually don't have to do all the things that you don't want to do and setting a precedent of, well, this is something I want to do, so I'm going to do it. And if I'm not interested in that, you know what? Maybe I don't have to do it. And not only, I'm not talking about family, but like social life, everything. This has allowed us to set boundaries and I I really am grateful for that and I too want to keep that moving forward. The ugly, it's fucking lonely. It is so lonely. And this is what makes me just want to break down and cry. It is so lonely. Again, I'm really emotional. I don't know what is going on. I'm not, I'm not in my period. I just am having like a wave of PPD, if we're being honest right now. So I'm just leaning into it and going full blown on this podcast and just crying to all of you. Um, It's really lonely. It's just... Parenting in general is lonely. First time parenting is lonely. And the pandemic has just made it more lonely. Um, I don't know who I am some days. The pandemic has made life hard enough, but now I'm a new person. I'm a kick-ass new mom, but who am I in this world? Lady, I feel you. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself and it's confusing. And oh, okay, this is a point I really want to talk about. My nose is fucking pissing me off. I need a tissue. Hold on. Okay, I brought a box of tissues in here because I just think the tears are going to continue. There is so much social media about everything because there's nothing else to do. And it's constantly forcing it, constantly questioning and second guessing myself as moms and parents. And this is a big one. And I was talking about this with my mom and my best friend who was over because we were saying like how everyone's on social media more right now, right? Because there's there's honestly just less to do and people romanticize their lives. And I'm not saying like, I'm sure I do that also. I'm sure some people watch my content and they're like, fuck this bitch. She's so triggering. I do not like her content. 
I get that. I'm not everyone's cup of tea. And I'm sure I trigger people in certain ways. Other people trigger me in certain ways. And because we're on social media more and because people are using it more in the sense of putting out content and because people romanticize their lives, it's a constant comparison game. And it already exists for everyone, but then the parenting comparison game is real. And I notice that when I consume people's content, you know, there's a creator who I actually love and I admire and I respect and I I look up to her. But, you know, all of this traveling with a baby during this time, making it look so easy and like their life hasn't changed. I'm like, I just don't get it. Like, what memo did I miss? And I'm sure people feel that way about my stuff. I'm, you know, I even noticed when I when I mentioned Liam was sleeping through the night, I got all these messages, and I'm sure people are like, "How is her baby sleeping through the night?" And it's the same way I look at other people's. I'm like, "How are they doing that?" And I asked my mom about this. I was like, "When we were kids, like, did you have us on a schedule? Like, how did you know?" She's like, "We didn't know what anyone else was doing, so we didn't care. There was no comparison." And it's so interesting to me what that would feel like. Because whenever I feel guilty over something, you know, that I don't change Liam out of his pajamas all day, 90% of the time, most days he is in pajamas from waking up until bath time at night. And sometimes I'm like, well, fuck, like, should I, should I do some, like, and I see people doing all these activities with their babies. And I'm like, what do we actually do? And when I'm not on social media, I'm like, I am a badass mom. I have so much fun with him. I'm the best version of myself. We have so much fun together. And then the second I see what other people are doing, I'm like, wait, should I be doing more of that? Should I be doing, wait, I, I don't know. They're feeding him that? Oh shit, I'm behind on that. Oh, they know sign language? Well, fuck, I haven't fully been doing it enough. The, it's constant. And I think that's just parenting. I don't know if the pandemic has, well, I think the pandemic has made it a little bit heightened because we're all on social media more, but I honestly just unfortunately think that's parenting in today's world because it's really hard whether you're, even when you're confident and comfortable with what you're doing and you're not going on social media to compare, it's natural because you're seeing these things and automatically your brain goes to, wait, they're doing that, but I'm doing this. Should I be doing that? Am I doing enough of this? Like, how do they know how to do that? Um, you know, uh, someone's posting their baby on swings. I'm like, well, I don't take Liam on the swings enough. It's so, so silly and so sad and so motherfucking real. Um, another thing this person said for the ugly is celebrating firsts and milestones does not look at all like what we imagined. And I agree. I feel like we haven't really celebrated that many firsts or milestones yet, but like, as those come, 100%, I think it's going to be difficult for us because it's not what we always envisioned. Um, Okay, and then last one of hers, feeling crazy for being so careful, but knowing in your gut it's right. And this is something that I have had a hard time with because I do think I'm on this side of like being more safe and cautious. And sometimes I feel like, am I crazy? And that, that also has to do with social media. This is a, okay, example, here we go. And I don't know if I shared this because I'm embarrassed by it, but whatever. We wanted to go to Turks and Caicos for our belated baby moon. And it was like everything I had always imagined. And again, this gets into reality versus expectations, which is clearly a theme in my life. And I really wanted to do it. But then as we got closer, I was like, you know what, Joe, I just don't feel safe leaving the country. The new wave was about to come. And it was just like, 
if we test positive while we're there and we can't get back into the States, like then what? We're, we're stuck there quarantining and we can't see Liam for 14 days. Like I just didn't want to leave the country. But I also, so we went to Palmetto Bluff in South Carolina and the place was beautiful. We stayed at a super nice hotel. It was a wonderful trip. But the entire time I couldn't stop thinking, I'd rather be in Turks and Caicos. And this is so fucking bratty of me and I'm embarrassed to say this, but it's very true. And simultaneously, I knew a few parents that were away that weekend out of the country and I was consuming social media and I was seeing their stuff. And in my head, I'm like, why am I am I crazy that I wouldn't leave the country, but these new parents did? And look at how much fun they're having. And we could have been on that trip that I really wanted to go on and where I want to be right now, but because I'm so extra cautious, we didn't go, but they went. So am I crazy? Like who's who's right? And I don't think there's a right person. I don't think there's a wrong person. I think this is way more me. Obviously, I'm not putting any of this on these people. This is me. Um, but I was like sad during this trip. And Joe's like, what's the matter? And I'm like, I'm so fucking embarrassed to tell you this because it's so sad and bratty. And like, are you kidding? but I'm jealous of the people that are on their island trip because that's where I want to be. And yeah, this like, and that's what's so sad to me is that I fully, I couldn't fully enjoy my trip with my husband that we had been looking forward to so much at this great hotel because I was second guessing the decision that we made to go there versus where we had wanted to go. And I think this is more me and social media and like toxicity than it is pandemic and parenting. But again, it plays into this like, am I crazy? Why am I doing this? And other people are doing that. And again, it's because there's no clear cut rule and there's no one size fits all. And that's what's fucking confusing. And then you throw social media on top and it's a Molotov cocktail. Um, Okay, another person submitted, for the parent of a brand new baby, this has been an absolute nightmare. I don't really leave the house. I haven't had anyone over to meet the baby. They have a younger baby. Um, No friends, no family, no one around me physically to help navigate the hardest chapter of my life I've ever been through. My heart hurts. I'm angry. I'm frustrated and I'm tired. I can't help but think the newborn phase wouldn't be quite so hard if COVID wasn't around fucking everything up. I wish I could show this beautiful baby off to the world. I worked my ass off to get him here. I would love to be able to celebrate that with my friends and family. But the way things are right now, the risk don't outweigh the benefits. And again, this goes into what we were talking about before is it's the isolation. It's the really confusing feeling of knowing that it takes a village and this is when you're supposed to rely on people the most and you're not physically able to. And also, yeah, like I want to fucking celebrate Liam. He is the best, most wonderful cute, fun thing I've ever been in the presence of of my life. And I worked so hard to bring him into this world, like you said. Like those nine months were difficult. That labor and delivery was hard. Like everything in my body I put towards bringing him here and keeping him healthy and alive. And I want to celebrate him and I want him to be surrounded by the people I love and just have fun. God, like I just want it so badly. All right, I'm going to try and remain calm. Someone else said that they became a stay-at-home mom um, during this pandemic. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing while navigating this postpartum life, grieving the loss of my life, grieving the loss of the past two years because of the pandemic, and trying to establish a life and make friends. Girlfriend, I feel you. The grief of our past life 
is a lot. And I think it takes a lot of time to come to terms with. And when you're grieving it simultaneously while being in a pandemic, it almost, and this is what I was saying before, it almost makes it seem more intense than maybe it is. And maybe I'm wrong. Again, I've only experienced becoming a first-time parent in a pandemic. I've only experienced parenting in a pandemic. I could be wrong, but I do think that it's heightened this massive difference between our past life and our life now, because not only is it our past life without a child and our life now with a child, but it's also our life before a pandemic and our life in a pandemic. And they're not the same, but because of this current timing, they've correlated for me and for many of you as well. And I think that it, it just feels like it's on steroids, the isolation. So now I want to read from another person who wrote in. And I read this right before I started recording. And honestly, this recording probably would have gone differently had I not read this one. Because I was ready to just lay it all in. And maybe you're listening to this being like, Cameron, this is exactly what you did. But I don't think it is. I was ready to lay it all in and be like, fuck this, fuck that. I'm miserable. I'm sad. I'm having such a hard time. Wow. And woe is me. This person wrote in who is a nurse and she brought up some points that I definitely agree with, but I also think it brings another um, discussion to the table that I want to talk about of like, you know, she's been working as a nurse during this pandemic and with a newborn and now like maybe two-year-old, I believe. I don't want to totally mess that up and pregnant again Um, and saying like, you know, I hear I get triggered by new moms on social media complaining about working from home because all I want to do is work from home with my, I want to just spend that time with my child and not be in a hospital all the time, but she also loves her job. Whatever. I don't want to like put words in this person's mouth. The moral of this story is she wants to change the narrative. So I'm going to read a part of what she said. And then I also want to unpack the former part. I refuse to see myself as a victim or define myself as a stressed out pandemic mom. I will not use the pandemic as an excuse to give my daughter anything less than 100% as her mom. I will not let the pandemic take away or stand in the way of my important first or time spent with friends, family, grandparents, and great grandparents. My prayer for her is that one day we will tell her about the crazy year when she was born and that it has no lasting impact on her normal growth and development or the psyche of our resilient family. I won't let it. And look, I respect the shit out of you. Respect the shit out of this mentality. Respect the shit out of what you're doing for your job. And I love this for you. But I have to say, it's hard for me to fully adapt it. And this is where I think I struggle. Because do I want this impact, Liam? Fuck no. Not at all. Do I want to like play into the whole woe is me mentality? No, I, I rarely, I hate that mentality. I hate like feeling badly for myself. I'm always someone that's like, get up, get going, come on, move on. But I do think that some of us experience things differently. And I felt this way when I struggled and I maybe I still am struggling with postpartum depression because I wanted to be like, Cameron, just get your shit together. And I would say that to myself all the time, get your shit together. Like, just one move forward, move forward. You're fine. You can do this. And then there are days where I'm like, but I can't, I can't like, I can't talk myself out of this. And that's where I almost got more upset because I wanted to be fine. And I just wasn't. And yesterday was one of those days where I'm like, "I, I want to enjoy this. I want to be happy. I want to do all these things. And I couldn't, I couldn't 
speak my mind out of it. And I think that we can change the narrative. We can change our mindset 100%. But I also think that sometimes there are chemical imbalances and you can't, you, you just need more assistance than telling yourself something. So I respect what she's saying. And I think it's 100% true for many people. However, I do want to say that when I read that, there might be some of you who are maybe like me, that sometimes you you cannot change the narrative fully. And that's just the hand we were dealt. And we have to take some extra steps. And that's okay. And what this person mentioned earlier of like the triggering comparison game, which is what I talked about, it's it's really confusing. And this is more just general, I think, parenting. And then maybe the pandemic has added on a separate layer of comparison. But comparing, um, being a parent is like this constant feeling of maybe wanting something different potentially, but realizing that you have another aspect made potentially and then feeling like you can't ever complain because someone always has it worse. And that's where I struggle because someone's always going to have it worse. Always, 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 always. And I find comfort and I find community and I find like solidarity in speaking what I'm struggling with and realizing that I'm not alone and that maybe these feelings are more normal than I thought they were and that it's going to be okay. But there is this part of me that every time I do that, I feel like, well, who actually cares because someone always has it worse. And I'm not saying that that's what this person was saying at all, but I do feel like sometimes we need to give other parents grace in the ability and the space to maybe feel certain things, even if it's different from our situation and maybe even if in our eyes they have it quote unquote better because everyone has their own struggles and even if you're in a yacht or a canoe, if the simp is, if the si- Jesus Christ, if the ship is sinking, it's it's still sinking. You're still going down. It it's going to be easier on a yacht, of course, but it's still sinking. So, or I don't like that I said that. It might it's going to be different, and you have more resources on a yacht, but it's still sinking. Um, and that's something my therapist said to me, and I think about a lot. So honestly, this podcast has gone everywhere. And I don't know if this is a great episode or a fucking awful one. So you guys are going to have to tell me. Hopefully, this provided some solidarity. Not solidarity. What is the word I'm looking for? Is it solidarity? Is that where you're like, maybe? I don't know. Hopefully, you resonated with this. Um, Oh, also, I'm so sorry. We're not done yet. Someone asked, like, I'm not a parent, but how do I support my friends who are parents in a pandemic? And... I can only speak from what I think would help me. And I'm not even talking about like postpartum, like sending food, all that stuff. Check in on them. Check in on them and not just the baby. As a mom, it feels like everyone is asking, how's Liam? How's Liam? How's Liam? Send me pics, send me pics. How are you? How are you doing today? How do you feel? How is being a new mom right now? What can I do to help you? How are you emotionally? Where are you at mentally? Like those types of questions. And also just remember that like they're in the hardest phase potentially that they've ever been in. And unfortunately, that might affect the way they show up as a friend for you. And I'm not saying that's fair at all. However, they need you right now, maybe more than you need them. 
I think relationships are like seesaws. Sometimes one person is giving more than the other. Obviously, you want it to equate and like go back and forth. It shouldn't always be one way. But right now, this person, your friend who's in it, maybe just needs more support than usual. And maybe they're not giving you as much as they normally have and they will in the future. But right now, it doesn't mean that they don't love you any less. It just means that they're having a hard time and they're, they don't have as much to give and they will give you more when they have it, but right now they might not. Coming from someone who feels that I've not been the best friend, I just hope that all of my friends understand that. So that's something that I would tell you. Again, this episode took a lot of turns and it, I'm sure is a bit of a shit show to listen to. Maybe I should learn how to write out scripts and all that, but this was a wonderful therapy session for me and I hope it resonated with you. I just want you guys to know if you're listening and you're a parent in this pandemic, you're doing an awesome job. And all we can do is try our hardest and focus on our family and keeping ourselves healthy and safe and loved and quiet out the noise, which is way, way easier said than done. But we've got this. I love you. Thank you for listening. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at FF and friends pod on Instagram and me at freckled foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam. And I hope you have a wonderful day.